All right, welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, in his new place. Hey, hey. you can see it. Um, I actually am very glad that I was able to record uh, today. I didn't get the computer hooked up until today, like at like noonish. So I was very concerned about a lot of things because moving and all that. And then uh, welcome, Sasha. How you doing? Pretty good. Had a interesting weather here in Michigan. So basically I had like a snow day with my kid and now it's almost all melted away the next day. We had a snow thunderstorm. That was fun. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. And when we were talking before the show, I also had uh, tornado sirens when I took the, uh, the kids out of the car first time at the house. That was not fun, but uh, they got over it and, we were fine. We were like seven minutes until the warning was over on, on the, uh, the official warning. So. Okay. Not too bad. Just weird weather for, you know, winter. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, uncharacteristically warm too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like today. So the yeah. day after the snow thunderstorm, um, and we had a weird ice storm the week before, um, it was 50 degrees, 55 degrees the day before the ice storm last week. And this week we had snow thunderstorm followed by 45 today and sunny, beautiful day today. Yeah. We were in the fifties, I think this week, this today and yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually really beautiful though with, it was Nice sunny day, tons of snow, white outside. So my house was just like naturally lit. It was giving yes. me like a positive mood lit. There's a lot more natural light in this place than there was at my parents' house. So yeah. um, you're not seeing natural light because it's dark now. But what you're seeing is just my overhead light. Uh, I don't have a lamp in this room yet. So... I want to get one, so you'll have. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where I want to put it. Honestly, it's not going to be so close to me like the last time. But yeah. Also, um, I didn't say this, but the dis- this desk is new. Also, um, and it's well, it's new to me. It used to be in an office, but I actually like the old desk was like it ends like at my shoulder on the left. And it was a little bit further on the right. Now it's like a six foot, seven foot long desk. So that's how I was able to, to spread out all three monitors. And the tower is on top of the desk instead of underneath. So, and I don't have this weird piece of metal hanging down that I can cut myself on like the other desk. Yeah, that was, that was a thing. <laughs> well, it sounds like you glowed up your space. That's excellent. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I ha- um, So uh, a little bit of the, the moving stuff. Uh, we didn't have near as many people come as we expected to move. So it was literally just me, my brother, and uh, my friend Brian from Bickering Bucks. And that was it. Like, I was wow. expecting three other people, including my dad. And my dad was out of town for business. So like 
they're like, so when are you moving? He's like, well, see, my free delivery truck is only available on Thursday. So it's happening Thursday. Man. My parents were like, you could have waited for the weekend. It's just $100 or something to rent a truck. And I was like, oh, yeah, move on the weekend while I have the kids. That sounds great. Yeah. Oh, that would have been really unpleasant. Exactly. And traffic is way better on a Thursday. But you know what? That's just me in the suburbs talking. I'm sure traffic is not as much of an issue for you. No, not unless they have closures, which there have been some closures um, in our in our city. I actually live in the city now. It's weird. Yay. Weird for me. I've not lived in, in I've never, in all, in all of my life, I've lived outside of Chillicothe. I've never lived inside of it until now. So it's different. Also today, uh, I decided, I was at uh, doing my own grocery shopping, which means I get to buy weird shit and um, regret it eventually. Uh, you're familiar with Warheads, are you? Of course. They have a new soda. <sighs> Stop. And lemon. That's a great flavor. Wait, do they have all the flavors? Do they have black cherry? They had... No, they didn't have black cherry. Mm. So they had, they had green apple, lemon... And there's a blue raspberry, and that's all I saw. Ooh, ooh, okay. Blue so raspberry I'm gonna is good, yeah. I'm but. gonna try this while we're while we're, we're podcasting to see if it if if it affects me because it's supposed to be sour because it's warheads. So you know the candy that will make your tongue bleed if you eat more than like three. I love warheads. I still love warheads because I'm a child and I love candy. But oh my goodness. You, okay. So I'm reading the, the, the facts of uh, yeah. like just the nutritional facts, 150 calories for can of pop. That's pretty standard. Um, yeah. It's got 10 milligrams of sodium, which is a lot less than normal can of pop. And it's only got 35 grams of sugar. Only. That's that seems It's well, normally seems in the, pretty it, standard for most. It's not Mountain Dew. See, you're used to what it says on Mountain Dew, which is like 50. 41 for Pepsi. Ooh. 41. So, and Pepsi's the sugary one. So, I'm expecting, I, normally I was expecting around 60, but I, that might be because of Mountain Dew. But I also have water. So, so uh, yeah, we've been talking not a lot about what we're going to talk tonight, but tonight we are going to be talking about uh, video game aesthetics. So some of the aesthetics that we like, maybe moments or a whole game or that kind of thing. I'm going to be honest, I'm still trying to think of a third one. I, I think I have it nailed down, but it's not like a... A great answer. I mean, for you me. know, just wherever the conversation takes us, it's just the two of us. So, it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, Ace had uh, some some uh, family and friend emergency thing come up, so it's just us tonight. He was going to pick the topic, but uh, yeah, so I, I picked tonight. Kind of, I suggested things, and we kind of decided on it. So. Um, cause yeah, I didn't have a lot of time. 
Um, I barely got to play anything at all. I did start Metroid Prime uh, Remastered, though. Uh, but I'm only like an hour into it. I haven't really I've been played... playing The Sims. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I got an itch for it. It's because of TikTok. TikTok has really actually figured out my algorithm correctly now. And I'm getting a lot of elder emo and The Sims content. And mm. yeah. So I've been playing The Sims a lot. I let my daughter kind of just like create my character and she's a mad scientist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, she really enjoys getting abducted by aliens. So she's, you know, she's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, little kids like weird things, I guess. Yeah. No, I meant my sim, but my, oh. my sim enjoys being abducted by aliens. Like, most most sims are pretty upset about that um mine is not mine also continuously catches on fire and survives so she's caught on fire five times trying to make spaghetti or okay like you know just like basic cooking so i have to just make um like garden salads sushi things that are not gonna kill me Mm -hmm. yeah it's been fun yeah, I, I might have to take your Sims advice because uh, I'm going to be cooking on my own pretty soon. Mm. I haven't had the opportunity to yet, but um, uh, yeah, I, I have I have injured myself cooking spaghetti before. It has happened. <laughs> well, she almost died cooking spaghetti, and I thought it was going to be a repeat of the last time that I spent a decent amount of time like creating a character and getting into it and then them dying the first meal that they cook themselves. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. So. Okay. I will say I've, I've had a little bit of it now it is not near as sour as the candy. Nowhere near, but it's do still you sour. like it. Yeah, I do. It's just sour lemon, sour lemon. So you're drinking a non-alcoholic, uh, lemon drop apparently yeah never had one but i'll I'll go with your your uh your call on that one (laughs) i've never even had like a non-alcoholic version of an alcoholic drink i don't think ever lemon drop is just a a shot of vodka um and it tastes like a lemon warhead Hmm. to me anyway this doesn't really taste like a warhead as much as just lemon. Like it's just straight well, up. Yeah. Lemon. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think lemon warheads start with that, like very specific sour, I don't know, taste. And then mm-hmm. lemon just tastes like a lemon candy. Yeah. Once you get all the sourness out. Yeah. Boy, I would not chug that thing. Cause it's still <laughs> sour. No. And it, it, it's, it's still like triggering that, like, puckering like yeah so i can i i cannot drink it as fast as i i can see it in I your could. face yeah <laughs> <laughs> um wow yeah i i only ever dabbled in the sims like really far back like i want to say sims 2 and 
I just never got into it because like right about that time is when uh, me and a bunch of my friends got into Diablo 2 and we were just like, why are you pl-? like one friend was playing The Sims and then all the rest of us were playing Diablo 2 at the time. And we're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just putting you guys in, in rooms and setting it on fire. And I'm like, what? Like, what do you? <laughs> I don't understand. And then, you know, we would just be talking about Diablo and then he would just pop in and be like, oh yeah, Mike, the other day you, uh, you drowned the pool. It was so hilarious. I took out the bars. So you just like got tired and stayed in the pool and we're like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> so like all that stuff is still an option for sure. Um, yeah. I loaded up my game and I think I hadn't played in, I want to say like two or three years. There have been some pretty cool updates. I will say that the Sims does a really cool job of weaving in a lot of technology, like updated mm-hmm. technology. The game is 10 years old, but like you can have social media and um, if you have enough social media followers, you can start advertising on Spotify and like you can up t- update to your Simstagram story and you've got a, a like a Facebook status. And so oh, wow. I think a lot of that stuff is interesting. Um, those were not in the base game, but like being a person who played the Sims 4 when the Sims 4 first came out. So that was. Did they ever come out with a five or no? No, I think it's announced, but like they also just announced um, with a release date, there's a new expansion coming out for the Sims 4. That's going to be like $60. Like, why not just work on The Sims 5? But even there's, I don't know. I don't know how many expansion packs there are. I don't have all of them. I have probably spent, you know, a couple hundred dollars just on what I have on my Sims 4. And I don't have all of it. But my sister-in-law was over and she was playing the high school pack. And it's like having the careers pack and so much Mm -hmm. different than the last time that I had played. Like, you're fully going to class and deciding if you're going to pay attention or put your headphones on or if you're what clubs you're going to join and it's just so hmm. deep now I feel like you could play that game for hundreds of hours and maybe like skim the surface of what is available to the your characters now yeah okay hmm and i'll um, probably put another like couple weeks into it of my free time and then i won't touch it again for like two years yeah i mean that's how it goes right like like yeah. you just those kind of games you get into them for a little bit and then you're like okay i'm done like i do that with a lot with uh roguelikes those kind of games where i'll just like get really heavy into it for like a week and then i'm just like okay i did a successful run bye now <laughs> i'll come well, back in like, here really good at death road to canada which is like a roguelike for that and it's because mm-hmm. my kid is just like, please, please, can we play the zombie game? And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> sure. Don't twist my arm, kid. I mean, like, yeah. I, I played a little bit of uh, Metroid today because Emery wanted me to play it. She was like, oh, do that and scan this and shoot that. And, uh, you know, it was it's a very slow pace. I don't I don't think you've ever played any of the Metroids, right? Because it's Nintendo no. stuff. Um, but right. it's a slow, it's a slower paced game, uh, especially prime to begin with. 
And she was just like, oh, go look at that. Go look at that. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's go do this. And Of course, I'm trying to – it's been, goodness, probably a good seven, eight years since I played Metroid Prime. So playing it again was like, I don't remember where anything is at all. Like, some people may know that game like the back of their hand. I do not. Like, it is – no, just a few games I feel like that for, but I feel like your standard get to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. No, I don't replay those very often. I would say I could probably think of a handful of games which I could, you could drop me in and I would know exactly where I am and what I need to do. And most of those are platformers, so that's not even that hard. But, you know, I just play them so much. Like, don- any of the Donkey Kong Countries, that's three games right there. The original th- ones. The, the newer ones, you'd, I'd have a harder time. Uh, Diablo 1 and Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. Uh, any of the original classic Dooms and then uh, any Mario game. And then the rest of it, no. No idea. Don't have anything memorized, like nothing oh and monster Hunter stuff but that's given i mean how could i not so anyways uh the the aesthetic stuff uh so what what i thought when i was saying this is like and, and i'll start with my first example uh there's a moment uh and i not all of mine are just a moment but there's a moment in uh, do you ever play the original or even the new odd worlds uh, like yeah. Abe's Odyssey or Exodus. I know those were more PlayStation focused, but they were also on PC. But then Xbox started getting them with Munch's Odyssey uh, back on the original Xbox. Um, Oddworld is a very uh, weird series, uh, given its name, Oddworld. Uh, but uh, it's, it's produced by uh, someone called Lord Lanning who's the sort of the creator and uh, producer and voices Abe himself, the the main character. Uh, and it's just like this, it's it's a lot of like a, the original one was a lot like a stealth 2D platformer, like in a puzzle kind of way. Like you weren't like, hey, you know, jump this, jump this, jump this. You were also trying to like, okay, so I got to wait for the guard to not be looking at me so I can save this guy. It was very, like, puzzle-oriented. But there was one section in the original, and this is only in Abe's uh, Odyssey, so the original, the first game. Um, they, They kind of did a similar thing in Exodus, but it wasn't as aesthetically powerful as it was in the first one. Um, to, to describe the, the difference, I had to go, the rest of the game is very, very cool looking, very sprite art, very, that kind of, kind of like, it's trying to look like a lot of nature and that kind of stuff. But then, uh, you get to the end of the, they were called the paramites and the scrabs and they were these natural, uh, predators essentially that were worshiped by the characters, people back in the day and they have these temples and then essentially you get to this point where it's like hey you're in the heart of the temple now escape and it went from i mean the the game can get a little intense at times but it was never 
it was never like an endurance run of like run, do this, jump here, do like it wasn't like intense platforming. It never was intense platforming. Uh, you had to do like an intense platforming moment, like a certain jump or something where you had to run and then maybe roll right after your jump would, would cause a big input. But then this is a good three minute section of you doing perfect inputs uh, that you have to get through this. And the aesthetic went from very natural, very peaceful looking areas to completely silhouetted. The only thing, everything's in black. The only thing, you'll basically have a pretty decently lit background, but then your character, the foreground, the enemies, everything is black, just silhouette black. Uh, and the music really helped out with that aesthetic too, because it suddenly became intense. Like you had like these drums going, it sounds very, very natural and, and, and that kind of thing too. Like, uh, intense just like mostly percussion uh there i don't even remember if there was other instruments because the percussion stands out so much in those times uh they redid these games uh recently so soul storm and uh new and tasty i don't think they nailed the aesthetic as well oh my gosh my computer's giving me notifications about chris rock for some reason all right um and it it stuck out to me like very impactful, not just the moment of gameplay, but that aesthetic of that silhouetted, just black on a background. Uh, Cause it wasn't like a no different background from the rest of the game. Cause that's kind of the, what it was is all the gameplay was in the foreground and they had these beautiful sweeping backgrounds. They were like larger than life. And it was just like, Hey, here's a really cool background, but everything's in black and you got to navigate this crazy gauntlet uh while you're doing this so like that aesthetic to me really stood out and and, and i i know it's, it's become a popular aesthetic in pop culture to be this sort of like silhouette stuff too if you guys if you remember the um the old itunes commercial well they had the silhouettes of the people dancing in front of yeah. the colors and yep. stuff like it was like like that except take that fun you know dancey thing that is a, a silhouette and just turn it to intense fear, <laughs> and and that's kind of the 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 vibe that that was going for at the time. So, yeah, I I, I you hadn't played Odd World, so I thought you might not know that one as well. But it was uh, it's pretty good, really good. Like um, while we're here, I'm actually going to see if I can find like a clip of that so you can see it. All right. So I interpreted the assignment a little differently, but close. Yeah. Close. Okay. So I started with thinking about, you know, like what my favorite colors are and realized that this does definitely spill into the types of games that I prefer to play um, and put a lot of hours into as well. Um, and it's not to say that I think that these are the most beautiful games or the best graphics, but they're what are the most pleasing to me. So my favorite colors are teal and magenta and like a lilac purple. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with the, the one moment, video game moment on my list and the colors that I just told you definitely are present. Um, and it's from Skyrim. 
And in Skyrim, um, that is not a beautiful place. I mean, it's a nice graphics game, but it's not like a, it's not bright. It's not beautiful. It's often covered in fog and snow and shitty weather and just not that pleasant to look at. And it's especially unpleasant when you get into the Falmer Caves um, because everything is dark and damp and, you know, just gross in there. But when you find Blackreach in Skyrim, which is the, like, gigantic subterranean, like, city that connects a bunch of the Falmer Caverns, I think, like, three or four of them and two of the Dweemer ruins... And it is, like, covered in, like, mushrooms, and the crimson Nernroot is there, which is, like, instead of the normal Nernroot, it's obviously, like, a nice crimson color. And it's just, like, naturally lit up from the glow of the mushrooms, and everything is pretty teals and purples and greens and i just i love it in there it's one of the prettiest places in the entire game the first time i discovered it i was like what is this and you do spend a good i mean if you're gonna find all the crimson nern root and you're gonna complete i think there's a couple of quests in there you probably spend yeah. a couple of hours in black reach so yeah, yeah those those caves that were like because like a lot of the caves had the same aesthetic Right. Yeah. Like, and then you get into Cave. the one, it's like, yeah. Like, and you get to the one, it's like, here's a giant sunlit pine tree in the middle of the cave. And you're like, what? Like, this is nuts. Like, yep. So, yeah, Black Reach, um, I would say, is my only moment that I have on my game. And Skyrim is actually not even on my list, I guess, if I would say, of, like, games that meet my personal preferred aesthetic. Um, I think Skyrim is a really, like, beautiful game, and it has nice details. But, yeah, like, they just, you know, the color palette, the swatch doesn't doesn't check all the boxes for me. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, so my... my uh, my my second one is actually very close to the odd world one but it's very different mm-hmm. um there's a really fun um level it happens twice in the series uh but donkey kong country returns and donkey kong country tropical freeze which are the modern donkey kong country platformers they both have a level that is also silhouetted and you can see a theme between the two uh but this one is um, they take that sort of silhouette vibe and it is closer to sort of that iTunes thing uh, where it's a lot more fun and funky kind of thing. The, 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 the music is a lot up, more up and upbeat. And it's just this really cool aesthetic of just like, you know, you are familiar with everything. So now silhouette everything. Do it only by shapes. And that was a real fun level. Like the, the difference though, is that Donkey and Diddy and all the other characters, they have the sort of like signature item they're wearing. So like Donkey Kong, it's his necktie. Diddy Kong, it's his ball cap. Uh, like, uh, I don't even know what Dixie's is. Um, I think it's her hair, actually, her ponytails. Or her, yeah, her ponytail or pigtails. 
depending on which one you're doing. Anyways, um, but that specific item is not silhouetted. It is actually highlighted. So you'll have like Donkey Kong, but you'll see his red tie the whole time, like his necktie, or you'll see Diddy Kong's cap or Dixie's hair. Um, and it's just like bright red or bright yellow, whatever the color of the thing is. Uh, just You just have this shape and that bright color on it, and it was just a really fun... Um, so it's like more like a continuation <laughs> of the first one, but it's like a mirror flip of image of it. It was like where it's very cool looking. Um, and, and of course for, for me, the music does tie in a lot with those, those two situations where I talked about that with odd world, the, the music being Donkey Kong country music is some of my favorite video game music. Uh, and some of, there's some really cool music in those levels too. Um, not much to say. I've already talked about the aesthetic. I just, it's in a different game in a different way. Um, but I do have two more I thought of now. So we're, we'll be okay. good. All right. So keeping with my kind of idea of my favorite colors, I realize that a lot of the mm-hmm. games that I, I do enjoy that do check off all the boxes are kind of like, I don't know, like, like an Easter egg. Like I like bright colors. I like, Sure. I, I want the screen to look vibrant, which is why Skyrim, you know, really doesn't check those boxes for me, but black reach does. Um, but another game in the elder scrolls catalog that does check those boxes for me, which is not a fan favorite is oblivion. So oblivion oh. is bright and soft and visually pleasing. Even when you are in some of the, like, the dangerous places, the the dungeons, they are still pretty, mm-hmm. pretty visually pleasing. So, um, but also keeping with that same idea, other games that fit that I like: Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and Borderlands, um, The Sims, Bioshock, like games like that that just look like a pretty picture. Yeah. Okay. I mean, th- th- I I do enjoy when games do take on a certain certain artistic like style. Um, like one of the one of the game, what was the game? I don't remember. There was a game that specifically was supposed to be styled like it was an oil painting, and I actually really enjoyed that sort of like aesthetic, like where they're purposely going for a particular art style. I wish I remember yeah. what the game was. <laughs> I I also know what game you're talking about. Like I can I can see it, but I can't I cannot think of the name. But you know, there's like the level in uh in Oblivion where you go into a painting and everything is done. The whole level is done like brush strokes and um it's like a painted version of an Oblivion dungeon, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was really cool too. Yeah. Um, I think I found the video that I was trying to talk about with Oddworld, but uh, I can't hear anything on YouTube because uh, I don't know if I've got my audio set up right on the computer. So mm-hmm. I'll send that later. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, ba- back to the to the topic at hand. Now there is there is one game 
or actually it's it's not one game it's currently three games in this art style um that has become popular but uh, square enix started it um and i don't have the third game but i want to play it and i talked a lot about the other two so octopath traveler triangle strategy and octopath traveler 2 have this same high fidelity lighting in a 2d sprite setting and it is a very cool aesthetic have you seen those uh those games at least the trailers i yes and i've looked at um like screenshots and things and they are really pretty games yes they they are um i i do i will say there is you know, as much as I love that aesthetic, especially they do fire really well, like campfire and those sort of like flickering lights. You'll see how the sprite, like the shadows of the sprites are actually kind of like more 3D than the sprite. And you're like, you know, it's a 2D game. You're looking at it. Your brain can say, yes, that's a flat image. It looks like a diorama. Like it just like, here's a piece of paper that's in front of a different piece of paper. Like, like duh your brain already figured it out but like the way they do the lighting in those games is so good um and i will say there is one complaint i i have though that is actually an aesthetic complaint is that nearly all of the enemies are gigantic compared to your people so like you'll be in a cutscene talking to someone who is your size because that's a human, right? That's a human to human sprite. You get in the battle and they're like a seven foot tall, muscled, like just hulking beast of a person compared to the to the normal size sprites that you are in the battle. And I'm just like, what? Like that makes no sense. Like, did they just like roid out in the middle of the like the in the transition from? I mean, that is very overworld like, anime. No, it is. It is. And, and, and yeah, I, which as you know, I'm not a huge fan of the anime aesthetic, but, uh, it, that despite that being in the way for me, a lot of times it works well for the creatures. So like when you're in the overworld, you'll, there's this, uh, in, in Octopath Traveler, there's this particular storyline where you're hunting down this great beast for one of the uh, character stories because uh, this great beast took down uh, your mentor and master uh, that character's mentor and master Hanet is her name the hunter uh, so you're basically check tracking down I think it's called the red-eyed beast so like when you see like one of these great beasts because like a lot of her fights are these like giants against these monsters in the overworld they're large, right? But they're not like particularly like they're like large in comparison of like a person is to a lion, right? In the overworld. Then you get into the game and it's like a person to like a brachiosaurus at times. You're <laughs> like, like, holy cow. And that works well for the monstrous things. I don't think it works well for me for the people. You know what I mean? Like, right. even if like you run into a bunch of bandits, it's like a, like, like a sprite, Versus like a 12 foot tall trash bandit guy that you can still kill in one hit. Like it just, it did like aesthetically that doesn't make sense for the humans for me. Um, you know, I, I've, I had a discussion the other day, uh, with a friend that I was really disappointed with the final boss in wild hearts. Uh, because 
Well, let me let me preface this with spoilers for Wild Hearts. All right. So I'll audience. Be okay, but the audience. Uh, yeah, skip yeah. Ahead. So uh, so audience, skip ahead a few seconds or, or, or a minute or two because I'm going to complain about the final boss because this is a a monster hunting game. Obviously, I was very into it. I was very. You get to the final boss, like what I thought was the final boss, and it's this giant, like wooden dragon. Like it looks really cool. And it's got these, like really skinny. It's really skinny. I, you know, I call them ribbon dragons. You see the Chinese dragons that are super long and curled around themselves and stuff like that. It's just got these skinny arms and legs and really interesting design. And I was like, yeah, final boss, great fight. I love it. Fake out, it's not the final boss. You have to, uh, it actually kicks you offline because it's an offline only boss, which is weird. Interesting. But you end up going down into the recesses of this tree, this, 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 or not this tree, this, this mountain, sorry. Uh, and then you're rock- walking on the branches of a tree into the mountain. Um, and then you, you get to the, real final boss and it's literally a human form and i am it is my biggest pet peeve and it is the most anime bullshit that i have seen in my life so wait a minute it was the ribbon dragon's human form nope you you kill you killed the dragon and then they're like nope there's a bigger badder guy inside the mountain uh that you need to fight and the bigger, badder guy is just like this 10 foot tall, faceless human. And I'm just like, nope, I can't, I can't care. And I, I was complaining about it with my brother and a friend of mine hopped on and was like, well, you obviously as the person, as the player are the most, uh, the biggest, baddest thing. So that's the human form. That makes sense. And I'm like, what? Yeah, no. I don't think you're playing that game for metaphors. Are you like, what? No, like I'm playing here to fight monsters. I don't want literally like you can have a storyline choice in the game that says I came here from my home world because they give you a, like, a multiple choice of why you left your home world. Completely inconsequential other than dialogue options. There's nothing to it. But one of them, the one I chose was like they tried to make me fight in a war and I didn't want to kill people. Suddenly, haha, jokes on me. It's a person at the end of the game. Like, <laughs> and you actually had to fight. It's like a PVP fight. Like you're trying to fight another player. Like they actually do things that you do as a player. And they were like, aha, isn't that supposed to be the, the coolest, baddest fight? Like, no, no. And it's, and that happens a lot in anime. It happens a lot in games inspired by anime where. What, so the most, was it a tough fight? Not really. And at the same time, but like, I don't like when the final boss or this this idea that the perfect form is the human form like i don't that do, i don't jive with that very well like like it doesn't that doesn't make sense to me because yes sure we as humans have dominated earth we are no pro, animals are no problems for me but that doesn't mean that like it, to, to, so in my mind, like like maybe this is because I was raised on D&D and that kind of stuff, but like a dragon can just flick away a human at any point. Like a, like a human is inconsequential to some of the things that we like to fight in these games. Like, right. And we are, you know, like 
as a player, we are a paragon of human humans and only able to take down said challenges with preparation, luck, gear, skills, uh, you know, and teammates. And the knowledge that you're going to resurrect after you die, you're just going to get to try again. So Right, like, right. Infinite knowledge. Uh, you know, like all yes. these things, all these advantages against these, you know, these superior beings. And that's how you overcome it. You don't overcome it by being the perfect form. Right. Right. Like, and, and that's what a lot of like, this is my ultimate form bullshit comes from in anime. Like, and then they just look more and more human. Like they do that in a lot of anime that I don't like. And mm. despite me not liking anime, I have watched a some amount over the time. And that is a trend. I hate, I very much hate, uh, even the one that I really do enjoy, One Punch Man is guilty of this. Like the most powerful beings are still these humanoid shaped monstrosities that are just like, my ultimate form is me looking more human. Um, no More Heroes 3 did this really bad. Like it just, it annoys me every time. So I guess that's an aesthetic that annoys me mm-hmm. is just the human form. Cause like, I don't, it's not that the human form is bad. It's not that it's not an interesting thing that's in art and other kind of stuff. It's just that, like, if you're trying to sell me that the most powerful supreme being is this 10-foot-tall, faceless human who can barely land a hit on me versus this giant celestial dragon that I just fought, like, I'm not buying it. Like, that's not, like why are you wasting my time against this person? Like, so we had, I had a conversation today with my sister-in-law. We were talking about mass effect and we were talking about like the genophage and talking about, you know, like the Salarians understood what the problem was. They just, you know, took things a little too far. And yeah, this exact conversation you're having is the, the basis for the Salarian argument of why the genophage was necessary. If the Krogans want it, want to declare war on the galaxy and they can have a thousand babies at a time and they live to be a thousand years old and they're bigger and stronger and covered in natural armored plating. Who do we think is going to be the victors of the galaxy war? Mm-hmm. Not the humans, not the squishy Mm-mm. Salarians. No, they'll be the Krogans. Yes, yes. So they killed them in the test tubes, I guess. <laughs> well, the yeah, well the genophage. Yeah, so. which is a diabolical thing. Like yeah, that was... that's what I'm saying. Is like we they understood the problem, and they identified a solution that went way too far. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad that I can actually talk to you about that and understand it. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I really enjoyed that. Like, I didn't, I I gave, I felt I gave number two such a fair shot so many times. And then I was like, I just got to go back to one. So that's kind of what's holding me off on Dragon Age is the fact that I can't play one that well. I saw an article that the lead, I think it was the lead writer or the lead designer, um, of the origins game is wanting a remastered version. So I feel like there's grumblings of this. Cool. I I would support that because 
I mean, I've always liked Bioware. I played a lot of Neverrunner Nights before they did this stuff. And I I haven't started it yet because like, I've been in this decision paralysis of what game to try next sometimes. Uh, I still have Jade Empire installed on my computer and want to try that because that was their game between Knights of the Old Republic and Mass Effect or just before Knights of the Old Republic. I think... Like I think we're going to get a remastered, at least Origins, maybe mm-hmm. not 2 and 3, but at least Origins, and here's why. There's been delays announced for Dragon Age 4. Mm-hmm. There was a leak of the alpha version. It is... I heard I mean, about that. Yeah, I didn't Yeah, which, like, it. alphas, there's a reason it's called an alpha, but oh yeah, it's not, you know, it's not great. Um, and I think that the lead writer either quit or was fired. So I think that if they did like a pay attention over here, fans of the franchise, while we're cleaning up this mess of Dragon Age 4, we could get Origins remastered. I'd be for it. I really would. Um, I don't need to ever play 2 again. Uh, I know what happened in 2. I two is ingrained in my brain. I don't think yeah. the gameplay of two is fixable. Uh, I don't or, I don't or no. Need it. I won't say gameplay because the gameplay is what 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 made it work for me because it was simplified and and that kind of stuff. It, it's it worked for me on PlayStation at the time is what I'll say because I wasn't playing it on PC. Um, it was the fact that there was so much reused assets and there's no way they're fixing that. They're not redesigning whole areas. And I, so I don't need a remaster of that game because I've seen those environments enough times that I felt like I played the same game seven times. Like it just, I don't need that. I remember what I did in that game. I don't remember every specific moment, but I remember the story. I remember the characters and I'm good. See, I don't think that you need to play origins to appreciate the franchise in the same way that you need to play mass effect one to appreciate the rest of it. They do large time skips and jumps and they do. It is different. I understand. I just want to play origins because origins was good. Origins is the best of the three, like hands down. Origins is excellent. Like I have so many fond memories. I've probably put hundreds of hours in that game. I think I've beaten it five or six times. Like love it. And I own Inquisition. I just I bounced off of Inquisition very quickly at the time, and I don't really. Inquisition relies on the similar types of punches that Mass Effect 2 and 3 do. I will say that. But mm-hmm. I also think that you don't need those emotional punches like, you know, in Inquisition and again, you know, spoilers for a 10-year-old game or however old this whole franchise is, but if you don't know who Alistair and Hawk are or if Alistair didn't even survive Origins and you have Hawk and I don't know, Stoudemire, whatever his name is, that is mm-hmm. the other Grey Warden. Like, it doesn't matter who you leave in the fade because you don't know who those people are. That decision right. is inconsequential. 
and it's one tiny little decision in a like 60 hour game yeah that's true that's true I don't like the non-bearded dwarf. That that annoys me. Are you talking about Varric? And he's a surface dwarf. And there's a reason that he doesn't have a, a, a beard. And like, wow. I know. It's there. It's there. I know. I just, I have to know the character. Oh, wow. To make I sense. just feel like this is, this is Varric disrespect. And uh, it, it is, hurts. it is it only, <laughs> it is only disrespect in the fact that I am unfamiliar with the circumstances in the character. And I am coming from a, Lord of the Rings D and D dwarf side. He's of a surface dwarf who was raised in the merchant class, so he basically has the money of a noble, which is why he has no facial hair. And you would appreciate Agrin in Origins because he has a beard. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. dwarf is my spirit animal, and it's it's hard to get away from the beard with dwarf. <laughs> Varric's like Varric is of the dwarf class in that's very specific to Dragon Age of the surface dwarves because they're sure. just so different. They're so dramatically different than the dwarves that live under the surface. Yeah. Yes. The mountain dwarves. It just ah man. I, did you hear they're remaking Lord of the Rings again? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh my gosh. Like I I feel like it's too soon. And and I say that knowing that they ended the last one when I was in high school. So I mean, I I do think it's too soon because I'm not so I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I mean, I, I think it's I fine and I like am. it. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not the person who like, you know, that's not the the stuff I'm picking out when I go to Comic Con and I'm looking through the merch stands, I'm not I'm not picking out anything from Lord of the Rings. Like I'm, it's not my my thing. And yeah, my I mean, I don't, husband I don't follow it super closely. I will say, but that. my husband is like a big Lord of the Rings fan, and it's like one of his things that he had been trying to get me to watch the movies mm. for years. Like, cause you know I've known my husband since high school, since the movies came mm-hmm. out you know um and i held out until well i had a master's degree when i finally watched the lord of the rings movies wow so that's how and and i'm not i'm not even gonna hate on them like they're good movies i like them but here's why i'm bringing up this time gap those movies held up i'm not watching any of those movies and going wow that cgi is so bad or this aged for no like all of no. that looks really good like it just came out. So why are we remaking this? I don't because they want money. Like the answer is always they want money, but like cuz people are going to watch it. You know they are. I mean, I feel I'm like going they're remaking to. it because the superhero train is running dry. People are getting over it, fatigued on it. That's true. Also, although I will eventually watch the new Shazam cuz I just like Zachary Levi, but yeah, I, I just think I've been off the hero is... hero train for before Endgame. Well before Endgame, I was off the hero train. I mean, obviously I watched all of that stuff late too. I watched them all like in order and I think the last movie I watched 
I watched Loki and I watched uh, what's the one Shang Li or something? I don't know. Watch that Shang Chi and Shang Chi. Yes, that one. Watch that one. That's the last one I watched. I haven't even seen that one yet. It was really fun. Could do without Aquafina. She just felt like a weird tonal shift for the whole movie, but mm. but the rest of it, that was fun. Yeah, I didn't. Hmm. I I can't. I've never cared about su- comics or superheroes that much. Like that's one of my nerd blind spots. Is 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 you know Marvel DC stuff. I just I I like it, but I don't. You know, it doesn't excite me doesn't i'm not like oh my god i can't wait for the next one like i saw i saw endgame like two years after it came out and i saw it in theaters but like that's because i'm a general movie enjoyer like i i wasn't i was following along at the time and my parents uh they're big into movies so like my dad wanted to see it so i wanted my dad to see it like and it was not not a big deal but like they recently wanted to go see uh, Ant-Man. I think we talked about this last week, and I was just like, no. no. Oh, man. I kind of want to see that just because I keep seeing pictures of MODOK, and it looks mm. so bad, and I really can't can't wait to see Ant-Man <laughs> now. Actually, uh, with the more time at the, at the house here by myself, because, you know, moving out on my own, I've been watching more movies uh, instead of playing more games, which is weird, but whatever. Um, I, I feel like I have not had a good sit down and game session because I've been too busy, but I have relaxed and watched the movies. I watched Mars attacks recently uh, again because Mars attacks is hilarious. Um, but I, I will say that I am going to be watching the movie that you suggested to me um maybe a couple months ago and i'm gonna find it the werewolf one yes werewolves within i want to say maybe maybe uh i am going to find it i also found a bunch of movies that i've been i heard were really good and i've been wanting to watch of course, I picked up some classics that were just on sale, like Ernest Scared Stupid. That was on sale. Oh, my God, man. I loved that movie when I was a kid. Uh, I still say when I like run over someone in a game or something, I still say suck bumper booger lips. Like I, <laughs> I say that every time. Like, it's just hilarious. Yeah. I, uh, Werewolves Within. Yeah, that's the yep. that's the one I am planning on watching that very sh- soon. I recently fun. watched, uh, you know, I, I'm into the, the romancing the podcast thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like what they do. For the first time ever, I've watched a movie that I'm like, you know what? I actually like this romantic comedy. Serving Sarah with Matthew Perry. Serving Sarah with Matthew Perry. I don't think I've seen that. Uh, so Elizabeth Hurley, who I recently Wait. just saw in, yes, in Austin Powers. 
Yeah, he's trying to serve her divorce papers, and they flip, and they try to serve the husband divorce papers. That movie's super good. Like, I forgot, and I was, like, watching while I was packing. Like, it was, like, I think it was, like, the night before I moved. I turned that movie on while I was packing stuff up, and uh, it wasn't long enough, so then I watched uh, Ella Enchanted. So... (laughs) Because like I didn't want to be super invested. Oh, I also watched for the first time The Big Lebowski while I was packing too. I love The Big Lebowski. It's funny. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's funny. I don't have anything bad to say about it. I just I don't think I'm in love with it like most people are. Because like I only watched it by myself when I was packing. I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. But like, man, that poor guy. That poor guy. Like his whole life gets turned upside down. Because the wrong guy, like they get some stupid thug idiots can't figure out that his name is the same as some rich guy. And they're like, man, he doesn't seem like a, I don't, don't get me wrong. I cracked up laughing when he just sort of took like the whole like swirly situation. He's certainly angry and they pee on his carpet, but he's just like, come on, man. Like I would be livid. Like the guy is just like sitting there, like just taking it with his head, just soaking wet from toilet water. And he's just sitting there like, come on, man. (laughs) John Goodman's character is so unhinged. Yeah. He's so unhinged, but like the way that he's like so helpful, but so mad about it is. Yes. He is like the quintessential freaking like, right? Like, Ride or die. Yes. Yes. Friend, but also a super big neck beard out of nowhere for certain things. He's just like, this is the rules and it's how it's got to be. And then he's like, all like the whole like Vietnam thing. I like, I like how uh, the dude just goes off on him when they're doing the ashes thing. And he's just like, it has nothing, nothing has to do with Vietnam right now. I don't even, (laughs) Uh, the way he just like breaks down. He's just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I was just like, they're like, okay. The thing that movie gets right, I think better than a lot of movies is just, it feels like the, 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 what what is happening is over the top, right? But it feels like genuine reactions to over the top situations. Whereas like you get like some other kind of crazy comedy action movie. They're like quipping all the time and that kind of stuff. Like the dude is flipping out. Like he is the most chill guy you will ever meet as they, they establish in the beginning of the, in the movie, he's like super chill about stuff. But you can see him, he's unwinding from the stress, like, like as time is going and you like, it feels like so genuine on how people are acting. It was just. And uh, Donnie as a character was just so funny to me because he was just like the little lost puppy that was following them around. And he's like, shut the hell up, Donnie. You don't know what you're talking about. But and he did like, know what he was talking about every time. But he did. And then also he just like dies and he becomes like the heart of the movie was like losing him. And it was just like, that feels out of nowhere for Goodman. But like, that was like the quintessential, like we took him so much for granted out of nowhere. It mattered. Like, it was just like, holy cow. Like this, there's, 
this is a this is a Shrek movie. It has layers. <laughs> See, you liked it more as you're I, talking I, about it. You liked it yeah, more than you but thought. I, but I hadn't got to talk about it. I've been sitting on like I've been like since yeah, today I was doing stuff. Like we had to assemble this desk. I had to get this thing together. Um, the washer and dryer people came, but they couldn't get past my stove, and I have no tools in the house. So I couldn't unhook the stove from the gas uh, because I have nothing to do that with. So they have to come back because now my washer and dryer are just sitting in the foyer because they can't couldn't get it into the kitchen where oh, my hookups no. are. So I have to call back and have them move it because like my dad got got here today to help with the desk stuff. It's like we can move this. I'm like, no, you can't, Dad. No way. Like these two super fit. 23 year old guys had like special equipment to move these things and it wasn't easy for them. And he's like, and he just like tips it a little bit. And he's like, Nope. He's like, I told you. (laughs) So like, I got to have those guys come back, but I've been doing all this stuff. So I haven't really had a lot of time to just sort of like unwind or talk about anything. Like I haven't had any, like I had maybe a couple hours with Brian after we got done moving Thursday night, where it's just me and him hanging out at the house and we played some cards and had Taco Bell and like then been still been doing stuff all day, taking care of the kids, doing house stuff while I'm taking care of them. But I think tomorrow will be the first day where I'm not doing anything major. So, but I'll be with the kids. Then I have to drive them back, which I actually got, I got off lucky. The girl, uh, Emery, didn't have to go to cheerleading yesterday or today. Today's still Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ours got canceled today too. So I didn't have to drive to Dayton and back. Uh, Cause originally they were going to be here so that the washer and dryer could be, could be dropped off. Cause like I had to be here for that. And yeah, it was just, Oh boy. It's been a lot. So yeah, I watched a lot of stuff and, don't make fun of me for liking Ella Enchanted. That's a fun movie. It's not a good romance, but it's a fun Look, movie. I'm not I'm not gonna put any any bad vibes out because I'm sure if my kid discovers it, it'll be something I'll have to watch all the time. But I have not had the displeasure yet. Of watching Ella Enchanted? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Not yet. Well, it's like it was part of like a fantasy film like I got a a bundle of five fantasy films. Uh, all because I wanted to have Stardust, which I believe is a good movie. Um, and I had seen Ella Enchanted before, but I didn't remember it as well. So that's the one I turned on. It was like, okay, so I kind of know Ella Enchanted, so I can do this while I'm packing. Um, but it also has Finding Neverland, which I've never seen. Hugo, which I have never seen and never want to see. And Lemony Snicket's with Jim. Finding Neverland is really sad. It is a good movie but it's very sad. Yeah. I've heard. And then just, I wasn't in the mood for a sad movie. I just wanted something light and popcorny. Cause I was doing things like packing. Sounds like Ella packing. Enchanted was the one for you then. It is. It was it's funny enough. It was an elf. That, there's an elf that wants to become a lawyer and they're not allowed to be anything but singers and dancers according to the King's decree. So Seeing this elf get all lawyery on people from time to time was really funny to me. Um, it was really good. 
Oh, and then um, uh, talking with uh, uh, the Pickering Bucks guys because we finally got to record Bayonetta 3 just this past week. Um, the Fifth Element came up, so I immediately bought that while we were recording, and I watched that recently, too. So, if you, you've got I to have, have seen, not the fifth. seen it. Oh, come on. That is like the one... Uh, I know you would think that I've seen that because it's sci-fi, right? It's... Yeah, it's like one of the few sci-fi I love. Yeah. So no, I just haven't, haven't seen like, it. Uh, we were talking about it. I think it's like the one movie I like Mila Djokovic in. Like the one. <laughs> oh, you mean you don't like Resident Evil? No. I didn't even like the Monster Hunter movie that she was in. She's the star of. And I, I think the Resident it. Evil movies are fun. I mean, I don't think that they're good, but I think that no. they're fun. And there's, I mean, I don't really have a problem with them. I just, just, I don't like when they stray from material too much. I just, that, and then it was just like over the top. It was just over the top. They, they just, I couldn't, I couldn't get like there was a couple cool moments in the first one, and I was just like, cool, that was fun. And then they kept making more, and it's like I'm completely disinterested because it's just going to go further, and I just, I'm not, I'm not prepared to go further. <laughs> I think I saw like the first one, and then I saw like the third or fourth one in theaters with my parents at the time, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on. This is insane. Just forget that Resident Evil's attached to it and just watch a movie. Like I, I just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's that is basically what it is. I think I saw one in IMAX and it was I don't even know which one it was. I don't know what number it was. I don't know what was happening. I know that there was uh, a lot of really, really white rooms and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And uh, some some white man with sunglasses on in the white room, which I guess makes sense since it was really bright in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now there is that. a, there is a movie that is heavier that I do want to watch called the whale. Have you heard of that one? I've heard of that. I, Brendan I Frazier. do want to see it, but I just don't, I don't know. I have to be in like the right kind of mood to watch a movie yes. that I know is going to be a downer. Yes, and and I'm kind of waiting for that too. Probably be this week because uh, I'll probably find the time. Because, well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting into, honestly. Like I just my whole backlog thing that I was worried about before the house. I'm just like, nah, I don't care. I could never play some of those games, and I'd be fine. Like Horizon Zero Dawn. Like I, I, I just don't have the interest. I just, I just don't. Say it to his face. I will. <laughs> if it comes on the podcast, no. <laughs> um, I just like I'm just in this mood where I'm just like, nah. I live by myself now. I don't have to deal with anything I don't want to do. <laughs> there are no rules. I make the rules here. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that. Um, I recently picked up Blood Bowl, so I've been like, eh, I kind of want to. I'd rather play Blood Bowl. I think I just want to play like uh, fake orc football chess. Like I just, I think that's where I want to be right now. Fair enough. 
I, I just, I like the concept. I really do. I look like I'm not a football fan. Never have been. Don't care about the sport at all, but you make it act like a turn taking chess game, like a strategic shooter or like XCOM or something. And you turn it into suddenly you can foul everybody. Like I didn't like basketball games, but NBA jam allows you to foul and hurt people nonstop with no penalty. And that game's as fun as hell as me. Like, oh, yeah. it's just, I don't like basketball really at all. And I don't play any of the NBA games, but I remember playing NBA street with my brother on the PlayStation two. And that was fun. Yeah. So blood bowl, you can literally kill your opponent's team. It can happen. Like there's a, there's a unit on the dwarven team, which I don't like the dwarves too much on blood bowl. Uh, they're a little, they're a little tough to, to play as, but, um, they have a vehicle that is literally a spiked steamroller that you can just like mow down your opponents. Um, now, if you use it, it's going to get a red card and get sent off the field the moment the play turn of uh, play changes. But it's still funny to mow over other units and just like kill them. It's just it's we it's weird such a tactical strategic game and then you could just straight up kill your opponents and it's just like yeah free free reign that's my I love that tactic as I just I just play a bruiser just destroy their team and just take the ball to the goal and we're just like yay I won <laughs> like I don't know it's just it's just fun to me um, so uh, obviously I think I don't think I had much else to say on game aesthetics honestly. <laughs> I have, I got a little more. So I have, um, for, so like in movies, you know, when they have like that effect where they put like, I don't know, blue lens over the camera and then like, you know, you kind of just feel like sad. Like everything is like a certain, (laughs) like everything's like tinted blue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're supposed to feel sad when you're watching it. Right. Or -hmm. like, you watch a Wes Anderson movie and everything's like got that rose tint to it. Um, mm-hmm. So what I really like um, is like a blue or a green kind of tint to sci-fi games. So like Mass Effect has that kind of like blue um, in the first one. Um, Fallout mm-hmm. is very like green. Um like a like a forest dark green and then even like the hood display is that like green color alien isolation even though it is all dark and aesthetic you've got this like green kind of overlay um bioshock has like the blue um a game that i've played a little bit of but i suck at it is sunless sky um where you're in like a you're in a ship and it's you're exploring it's like lovecraftian but everything is like dark and green um so it's just like this general kind of aesthetic of uh i don't know what it is but it's like it conveys sci-fi to me like as soon as i see it i could just feel like we're in a sci-fi game or we're in a post-apocalyptic game which is why i don't like fallout 4 it deviates too much from the like gritty green that I'm that I feel like is in three and New Vegas. 
Although yeah. New Vegas is a little more of the like orange because it's desert, so you get like a little bit of a different aesthetic there. But okay. Hmm. Well, I'm just realizing we had someone in, in chat say oh, that we can't hear you, and I think that's because of my setup. So we'll have to figure that out another time because I don't know what's going on. Anyways, so the sci-fi aesthetic. You know what I thought you were going to go with? The um, the lens flare thing mm. from... Who was that? Who was that that did... Um, Star Trek, and we were and people were JJ like, Abrams. Yeah, the JJ Abrams lens flare. That's what immediately when you started talking about the sci-fi aesthetic, like I was being like JJ Abrams lens flare. That's that's what makes me feel like futuristic sci-fi already. Yeah, I mean that's that is in. I feel like you get that in Mass Effect the first time that you do the like the relay jump, and yes. you get that in Fallout Three the first time that you come out of the vault. Like that ball yes. cracks open and you get this like bright solar flare coming in at you. And then, um, you know, you see the destroyed landscape around you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, is, that is a, that is a realism thing that I think I could do without in a game. Honestly, it's like when you step out of a dark area and it's like super bright and then you things wash out over you. And I'm just like, because it's trying to have that, the like your eyes adjusting to the light effect. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like I understand that's a real thing. I experience that as a person. I don't want to see that in my game. I just don't. <laughs> I also kind of realized as I was making my list that there's there are a lot of games that I think are really like beautiful and detailed and like arguably some of the most beautiful games, but just don't they're not what I like for the aesthetic because I think sometimes it could be too detailed. Like it almost takes away from my, like I'm playing a game kind of thing. Like, yeah, I'm going to put the controller down here and look at all of this stuff in the Witcher three, like, or I remember the first time I played red dead redemption. I'm like in the middle of a fight and there's like a bunch of guys in the like cliffside. And I'm just standing there eating bullets, not because I don't know how to play, because but because I'm like, man, this is a really nice looking landscape, and I can't even really see where these guys are because I'm looking at like the river flowing in front of the canyon, and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting caught up by the scenery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I uh, Red Red Dead's a bit of a now. I only have experience with the first one, so I could be wrong on two, but. Um, it, that, I don't really like the, the the empty desert aesthetic that I felt with the one. Like it felt like there was a long time before I got some like interesting terrain in Red Dead One. There was a couple areas that were like, okay, this is cool, but like I do remember running across a desert for one of the parts and being like, what is going on? Okay, well, yeah, I got to look. The whole bottom of the map is Mexico, so it's like. Yeah. 50% of your map is just flat. Yeah. And I, and I was just like, I got to look at my map because I don't know where I'm going. Like I don't, I, there's no point of reference. And I, I will say, um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have this problem cause you haven't played monster Hunter world, but there is a particularly all the maps and world are 
very beautiful and that kind of stuff. But only, there's one in particular, the, the ancient forest. Well, I'll call it the ancient forest because I don't know what they call it. It's just the forest map. It's the first one. Um, it is so detailed and beautiful, but it also is confusing as hell. Like it, it is, there's so many windy paths to go like up and down this tree. Um, there's like layers to the, to the map and stuff. And it made it intricate and really cool. But like, there's some areas of the map that are unused. Like no large monsters will ever go that way or do anything near there. And it was like a secret or some sort of item down there that you went down for like once or twice. And that was it. And it was just like, Man, this this is just a confusing mess. It looks cool, but it's confusing as heck. Like it's just a twist of a a maze in some areas, and you're just like, okay, well, I'd rather just you know go to the fight instead of get lost again. <laughs> but that's just the one map in particular that happens to the other ones. They lend themselves pretty easily to figuring out where you're at and where you want to go. But, uh, but yeah. Sorry? Okay. You can sit down on the couch. Sorry, got interrupted. <laughs> You're good. So, um... Did you have another aesthetic on there or? Um, so I have one more and it actually kind of ties into the other potential topic that we were talking about, which was like games that you really want to like be into, but you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's Elden Ring for me, you sure. know, like it, it feels like it should be something I would really like. And, but you know, the reason I don't like it is I just don't have time to play games that are supposed to make me angry um, I don't have time yeah. to get good, so I don't like even put any time into that. But I've seen enough of it. My husband has played it, and now he's playing it on PS5, like you know, for like the third time through. And it is a wow. beautiful game. It's beautiful. The landscapes are beautiful, and you know, it's basically what should be my Winds of Winter. All of what George has put in for me. Um, yeah. Is in that. And I should like that game. And I like <laughs> looking at that game, but I'm be honest, like I, I know that he would he did the story for that kind of, that game. Um to be honest though, like it does not feel story wise any different from any other Dark Souls game. Like I, I do, the I do not feel like George it did anything there that increased or decreased the value of that story. I just, I mean, I'm not familiar enough with any of the others to, I don't particularly care. Argument. I don't particularly care for the other stories. And I don't particularly care for Elden ring stories. So Elden rings story and even side stories and stuff. I just like, cool. I, that that's a thing. Like I just, I don't I don't know how he added value to it other than putting a name on the box so they could sell it like a <laughs> Either way could have been more winds of winter. Mhm. 
Could have had a uh, good ending to the show then, maybe. I mean, he didn't have anything to do with what HBO did. That's true, but that's what I'm saying. If he had ended it, then... And then even then, like, I mean, not that we're really going to get into this, but the fact that Daenerys becomes the Mad Queen is really not even the most... It's not that far-fetched that you could see that coming, like, in the Hmm? second season. I did. I mean, it's the one thing I saw in that show. The one thing I saw. Like, everything else completely took me by surprise. The one thing I saw was her unwinding. I didn't see it in the second season, but uh, I will say the moment that the second dragon was taken down, I was like, nope, everyone's done for. Everything's dying in a fire. It's just happening. No one is safe. If if people think, like, people that are surprised that she became the Mad Queen like want to forget all of the other decisions that she made leading up to that. Like, Oh her, yeah. Her burning King's landing wasn't even like, is just on a scale shocking, but like in the sec, I think it's just the second, second season. She buys the, buys the slaves and then kills the slavers, burns mm-hmm. them, kills the mm-hmm. slavers. And then in the next season, um, uh, gets betrayed yeah, by her it- fiance and leaves them all locked in the, in the vault to starve to death yeah and then in another season burns all the dothraki that don't bend the knee to her right like i i I don't know why people didn't see that coming i I don't know but there were a lot of other problems with the hbo ending yeah i mean I know a lot of people complain about it, and I was like, I don't know why you're complaining. That was clear as clear as day. Everyone's gonna die. You killed her babies. Like, <laughs> she liked those dragons more than anybody at that point. So, I think that what's more interesting is. So I've read, I read Fire and Blood, and I'm ready for like the next season of House of the Dragon, and. Mm-hmm. It's essentially like everything that goes on with Daenerys is just another example of if you don't know your history, you are doomed to repeat it. And it's all that she does is repeat Targaryen history. Gotcha. So. Hmm. In the books and the and the show, that's all she does. Hmm. So, yeah. That's all I have though on uh, on aesthetics. Is apparently I really enjoy games that look like comics and Easter eggs and and if it's not that, I want it to have like a very specific gritty sci-fi feel to it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I didn't have anything else for the aesthetic stuff. Like, like I said, I had to come up with this topic sort of on the fly today. Oh, it's been a busy week. Um, now, uh, next week, we'll probably try to have Ace do what whatever topic he was going to do. Um, and then after that, you had something going on for for us. I'm going to have I'm going to have Jeopardy for you guys. I'm not okay. going to make you guys answer it in the form of a question, but I'm going to have like a Jeopardy board um, keep score for you guys. 
Okay. So I'm kind of I'm gonna work out how I'm gonna make it so that um, you guys can round robin your question, um, so we don't have to like figure out a timer type situation. But sure. That's what I'm doing. Okay. So you can be on the receiving end of the trivia questions. I look forward to it. And if I have like a Zelda question, you both have an equal chance of answering it. And it's not Maybe. heavily biased towards one person. <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, don't be shocked if there's no Zelda. <laughs> yes. You wanted me to put Blinky on the TV? Is that... She was fine sleeping. You know that, right? Okay, here you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, okay. Um, well, uh, I think I don't have much else to say. I think we ranted about a lot of different things today. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I never even finished my Warhead. That, But that's because it was sour. Because... Boy, that's sour, but still not as good, not as bad as the candy. I will say. Um, I was, I got it so that my brother and I could drink. Like, I got a can for him, and he didn't even do it. He didn't even want to do it. Hmm. He chickened out on me. <laughs> um. So uh, I guess I'm going to be uh, figuring out some audio issues, uh, if that was true, on Twitch, because I guess Twitch never heard your your side of the things, Sasha. So. Oh, no. Well, my, yeah. I can see my audio is working on, on the, my recording, so at least. No, it would, it would be entirely on my end, because it would not be recording Discord, is, I think is the problem. Um, okay. So, which is what the, the YouTube video guys does and if it doesn't have any audio i know i'll check uh yeah i probably won't upload that so <laughs> that that portion we're still getting the audio version because that's why we record separately because we can put it together and know it works uh but yeah apparently i got a lot of pc things to figure out because like yeah when i when i hit play on that youtube video i was expecting to have to mute it and i was like wait a second i don't hear anything What's going on? So, got some things to figure out still. So, but I didn't have a lot of time. <laughs> so, uh, alrighty. Uh, thanks everyone for watching and listening. Um, we will be back uh, next week with with something. Uh, I don't know what it is yet, and we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, supposedly, Ace is gonna have a new laptop too, so he can. Uh, not be recording with his phone, I believe, like he has been. So might make it technically easier for him. Uh, we're all we're all getting changes around, and eventually I do plan on upgrading this camera here, because uh, I don't know, it looks a little grainy to me. But not not that I really super need to update it. That's way far back on the list of things to do. Way far back. There's a lot of things to do here. Maybe get a picture up on that wall right there. What do you think? Yeah? Yeah, my daughter agrees. Well, uh, again, thanks everyone for watching and listening, and we'll catch you next week. Later. Later.